The day Russia invaded Ukraine, we started hearing about nuclear war and World War III, and that message has continued nonstop. Senator Lindsey Graham has even called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin while comparing him to Adolf Hitler. Whether we like it or not, we are being conditioned to think in terms of war and expect violence to continue to escalate. So it got us thinking, why do the elites want war so bad? And what does Bible prophecy have to say? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. So excited you've joined us today. We are taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-IN-TIME. That's 877-363-8463. Do the elites want war? That's the question we're posing today. We'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Maybe you have some questions about uh, the Battle of Armageddon or World War III or uh, other wars mentioned in the Bible. Um, I know there's a lot of confusion around that. There's a lot of questions going around because of what's happening in Ukraine with Russia and what that could mean according to Bible prophecy. So give us a call. We'd love to answer your questions or hear your comments and uh, see what we can figure out today. Doug, right out of the gate, we ask why do elites uh, want war? And the only thing we're missing is our aluminum foil hats. Because we sound like conspiracy theorists, right? Uh, yeah, we probably do, but uh, well, we don't want to. That's not the no. that's not the point. Well, nowadays, I don't know if we want to or not. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theory that's turned out to be true, so it's very interesting uh, where we are in life right now. But uh, no, we don't want to sound like conspiracy theorists, but we do know there's a war coming. Bible prophecy tells us that there's a six trumpet war, and that. Uh, you know, it's going to take one-third of mankind. So it sounds like it's going to go nuclear if it's going to kill one-third of mankind. And remember, the plagues are the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. So sounds nuclear. And we have been hearing a lot about nuclear war. We've heard uh, a big push, it feels like, in the media uh, with some of our politicians. Um, but we're definitely seeing a crisis, if nothing else. You know, uh, President Biden made a big announcement today that uh, we are no longer going to buy oil from Russia. So gas prices are already like four bucks where I come from. And uh, I know they're higher in California and other places. And so uh, it feels like there's fear and panic being pushed all over the place because I would imagine these prices are going to go up, you know, as early as by this afternoon. So anyway, there's. I think they're happening. going up every hour at this point. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, we'll, we'll break some of this down today and talk about it be interesting. So um, why would the elites want war? Can we get a, we've only got a few minutes here, but before the break, can we get kind of a preview of what's to come? Well, like like we have a U.S. senator mm -hmm. who's called citizens to assassinate 
Um, is Vladimir Putin the president? Is that his ter- is that his title there? Well, I mean, yeah, we can call him Either that way, or whatever. Um, he, Senator Lindsey Graham has called for citizens to do that yeah. on Twitter, right? He tweeted about it. Right. And he still has a Twitter account. Still has a Twitter account, which That's is, I find that interesting. But, yeah, I mean, so, I, you know, Vince, we really don't know what their end game is at this point other than the fact that we do know that part of what the global elite want to do is to reduce the population of the world so that it's easier controlled, so that we don't have to worry about green, uh, or I'm sorry, about uh, the carbon emissions and things like that. Uh, we can move more in a, in a green uh, environment. So we know now, that you, that... You said we know that. Yeah, we know because they... Well, they talk about it all the time, about you know population control and things like this. These aren't edited videos um, where somebody put that in there? Their voice, or no? That's uh, that's pretty much what they're the global elite want. Uh, it even talks about it. You know, have you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones? Talks mm. about reducing the population uh, to get it to an, a controllable amount. Klaus Schwab talks about how uh, you know he's he's got plans to move um, into this global reset. Well, part of the global reset, uh, you know, some believe that. Um, a particular pandemic that we went through has something to do with that as well. A, a population control, a depopulation of the earth. Uh, like I said, that's where you start getting into the things that sound conspiracy theorists, but we know that that's their end goal, that they want to decrease the population. It's one reason why you know homosexual marriages are, are pushed so much in, in our face and uh, you know abortion, because if two homosexuals get married, they're not having babies. Uh, Doug, you didn't tell me to wear my my waders today. I'm sorry. You are getting deep. (laughs) Hey, you asked the question and you got me going in that direction. So I'm back now. We need to really. No, no, I like it. I I think it makes (laughs) uh, for great conversation. It's stuff that we need to be talking about. Yeah, well, so so the bottom line, Vince, is that's what they're they're pushing this war. It feels like uh, in an effort to get us to that great reset. There's even some opinion pieces that we we have. On the program today, we may or may not get to them because they're at the end of the program. But it's where the authors of those who pen those articles are talking about. This is what the move is all about. This is a show we're watching. It's a big production to get us on track to where they want us to be for this great global reset they've been talking about. So do the elites want war? Specifically, do they want World War III? We'll be getting into that after the break. Before we do, I do want to give you an update Many are asking about what's happening with the efforts to help the Ukrainian Jews uh, make Aliyah to Israel. Uh, we have some pictures to show. We have a video of, of what happened this weekend that we'll play after the break. But we have some pictures for now. Um, essentially, we are, we are proud to share that the first 300 Ukrainian Jewish refugees arrived at the airport in Tel Aviv um, as part of the special rescue operation that has taken place. They'll begin their long and emotional process of making Israel their new home. But um, our partners over there, the Jewish agency, will will be there for them throughout that entire process. That's part of what they do. That's part of what you support. Um, so thank you uh, to all of you around the globe who've supported these crucial efforts. The work continues, and we ask for your further assistance as this is unfolding actively. There are thousands of Jewish Ukrainians trying to make it home. We've had people say, well, they need to stay there and fight. Uh, There's 200,000 Jews there. There's only, I think, 8,000 that are eligible to make Aliyah. 
and many of them are women, children, and elderly. Um, so we aren't talking about um, soldiers that are being removed. These are people that are unable to defend themselves in many cases, um, and a lot of you know a lot of people that need to to make Aliyah. A lot of young children as well, and so your contributions have helped make that happen. Uh, we are continuing to raise funds for this effort, as stated. So you can go to endtime.com/ukraine and learn more about what's happening with this effort. We also have the video that we're playing after the break posted there so you can view it. Um, We look forward to telling you more about that and showing you the video of what took place this weekend on the other side of the break. We are taking your calls. You can join us at 877-363-8463. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com slash Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com slash Ukraine or 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and end of the age plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Siegel here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-ENSIME, 877-363-8463. Do the elites want war? That's the question being posed. And we're going to look at some stories that are very relevant to the topic and uh, get your thoughts on them. Uh, Before we do, we have a video we want to play. But before we get to that video, I want to remind you that this weekend, Doug and Jana and, uh, excuse me, Dave and Jana, Man, now I know why people get it so mixed up. Right. Uh, Dave and Jana and Doug and Tina will be in Gladewater. And Judy will be there as well, right? Yes, Sister Baxter. Uh, Judy Baxter will be there as well. Uh, Gladewater, Texas. Dave will be teaching on Saturday night at 6 p.m. with a Mexican dinner to follow. Doug, you don't know how many people are going to show up because of Tina's green sauce. 
I, I do not know how many people will, but, man, we better make a lot. We better have an abundance <laughs> uh, of that stuff. She, she didn't know she was making that green sauce until you announced it right here on this show, right? Right. Yeah, she didn't know. I <laughs> what else is she going to make Saturday night? <laughs> I'm not saying anything else. Although, um, Sophia Cheesecake would be good to oh, go with. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't, get, don't get her started. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Dave will be teaching Saturday night at 6 p.m. on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom and Sunday morning at 10 a.m., Breaking Prophecy News. So you definitely want to make plans to be there. Like I said, they will be having a dinner Saturday night after the conference. Uh, I mentioned it before, but um, Dave and Doug aren't going to go into some hidden room in the back where you don't get to have dinner with them. They'll be in there with everybody else. They'll stand in line. I guess there'll be a line that you walk through to get your food. They'll do that just like anybody else. And you can come chat with them. Uh, ask your prophecy questions or just say hi. We'd love for you to come out, meet us, be part of the conference. Uh, Doug, I believe you're starting a Bible study out of this conference. Is that accurate? Yeah, the Bible study will start that following Monday night. And, uh, you know, I welcome anybody that uh, is in the area that would like to come. Uh, please do so. And even if you got to travel a little bit, it's only one night a week, but it's great lessons and you'll love it. Uh, it's going to be 18 weeks of of awesome Bible teaching, and you're going to learn so much from it. So uh, not only come for that conference on Saturday and Sunday, but also think about joining that class and, and coming out every Monday night. Absolutely. Part of that. All right. Well, you can learn more about the venue and the times and any additional details you need at endtime.com slash events, or you can call 800-END-TIME. We'll be happy to give you that information over the phone. All right. We have a video to show you that is from... Uh, what happened this weekend when the first 300 Ukrainian Jews uh, made their way from Ukraine and landed in Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, Let's check that out on the video. Our Christian friends and partners donated to make Aliyah from Ukraine possible. And today we're welcoming a flight with over 200 new Olim, new immigrants to Israel. Many of them got in their cars and began driving when the war started. Uh, last Thursday, and they crossed the border and they were taken care of in our Jewish agency accommodations and facilities, and now they uh, arrived in Israel. They're making Aliyah, and they're coming to Israel. And so today is a joyous day, a day we've all prayed for and hoped for, and this is the beginning of a wave of Aliyah from Ukraine. Hundreds and then thousands will come over the coming weeks and months, and we have a part to play in that. So, as you can see, God is bringing back the Jewish people to the land of Israel from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Today, the north is arriving in Israel and in a big way. So, we have a big part to play. Shalom to all our Christian friends around the world. Thank you very, very much for your generous support, for helping us bringing those refugees, the Jewish refugees from Ukraine, landing now in Israel. You can see the airplanes beside me, and you can see the wonderful Olim. We are actually saving life, and I want to say thank you very much for all of your support from the deepest of my heart. Todaroba. All right, well, um, that is, you know, just like I said, the first 300. There are thousands more uh, to get everyone out, everyone that's eligible. It would require, uh, the last number I heard was close to 10 million. I believe it's gone up a little bit, but nonetheless, 10 million is a lot of money, we know. However, if everyone chips in a small amount, it will go a very long way in helping make this happen. Um, we figured that if, if half of you watching or listening gave $250, this whole need would be met. Now, we realize that not everyone's able to give, uh, not everyone wants to give, 
Uh, we just ask you to pray, ask the Lord if he would want you to contribute to this cause. Uh, but if, if half of you were able to give $250, this need would be met. And so uh, we invite you to learn more about what's happening at endtime.com slash Ukraine. Uh, you can go there and contribute to this effort, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME and contribute to help save the Jews in Ukraine. All right, now, Doug, we have a huge show. We don't have near enough time. We've taken up a lot already. Um, but there's a lot going on with, with this war, a yeah. lot that, that isn't advertised. Uh, it's not the forefront of the headlines in the major news media, but we yeah. think it's important to talk about because there's Bible prophecies that are going to come to pass and in order to get there, it's going to take some extreme effort on people that are, I mean, just to be straight out uh, with it, people that are advancing the Antichrist's agenda. Mm-hmm. They may not realize it at this point that they're working for the Antichrist's agenda. Right. But nonetheless, some extreme things are going to occur. Yeah. And there's some stuff that's happening now that's like, it might not be that exactly, but it's so close it's scary. Yeah, it's, and not in a fearful way. It's just scary right. that it's like, whoa! This is what the Bible says would happen, and here it is unfolding before our eyes. Yeah, and so I mean, there is a lot of uh, talk, a lot of push. Uh, it seems that, to really get us into this war, and uh, you know, one of the main things that has been going on is that they've they've been doing a lot of things uh, for sympathy for the Ukraine to get everybody on board with the Ukraine to. Uh, signify that Putin is the villain of the story and that Zelensky is the hero of the story. Uh, they've, they've even given them, I mean, you think of the Alamo, we're in Texas, so you think of the Alamo and you think about the stand of the Alamo and what happened there. Uh, some people have even referenced this, what's going on to the Battle of the Alamo where uh, the military of the Mexican army was so much larger than those who were in the, the fort there at the Alamo, the mission and so uh, they've, they've kind of put these scenarios out there. But as Dave talked about yesterday on the program, there's been a lot of things that we found out were just propaganda that were not true at all. And a lot of media jumped on it. A lot of people that we even uh, follow as well. I mean, there's well-known names. Ben Shapiro being one of them jumped on the whole story about the 13 guys on the island, you know, that kind of. Uh, thumb their nose at, at the Russian forces, and they said that they died in the process. These guys died as heroes. They really didn't die. They surrendered peacefully, and, and the Russian soldiers took them in and gave them food and you know, just kind of took them captive there. Uh, but so, so the question comes up, Doug. We've just gone through a time where this whole uh, fact-checkers and misinformation stuff yeah. has just been rampant on social media, yeah. and people have been canceled because of sharing information that wasn't true, right? at least in the moment. It was, some of it's come out to be true, yeah. but nonetheless, it was believed to not be true. And right. so they get canceled entirely. Right. Like accounts shut down, some cases bank accounts frozen, mm-hmm. some cases they lose all their endorsement deals if they're famous or whatever. Right. Um, and so because of that, here we are now, and we're going, oh, there's... You know, Miss Ukraine holding a gun, and she's geared up for battle now. Yeah, and turns out the photos are from years ago. Yeah, it's a photo shoot. It's an airsoft rifle. You know, they've they've got soldiers with with wooden guns. They've got all sorts of things that have gone. I think even Pre- President Zelensky is. Um, that's not how you say his name, is it? Yeah, 
It is. It is okay. Yeah. Um, I had a flashback to something else, but uh, I'll tell you about that on the break. But um, um, it goes back to him posing with the with the soldiers, even, and, and these photos get leaked, yeah. and then they get picked up and pushed out. Like this is happening right now. Yeah. And then nothing happens. It's like, yeah, we're no longer going to be fact checkers. We're no longer going to be flagging misinformation. And so we go, well, man, why are the why are these things getting promoted? And then not getting extracted. And the answer is, it goes with the agenda. It's, so it's, why do the elites want war? Yeah. So so we got to look at a, a situation that Dave talked about yesterday. Where Zelensky came from. Also, you know, we covered a story where um, Klaus Schwab talked about these young global leaders and the people that came out of there. Um, Trudeau, one of them. Uh, well, it turns out President Zelensky also came from that school of thought, the young global leaders. And that was uncovered, uh, you know, you actually, I say it's uncovered, but people have talked about it in the articles that were released yesterday. But you can go to the World Economic Forum uh, website and you can look him up and it comes out and it tells you right there on their webpage uh, a whole little uh, tidbit about him everything that you need to know about him there but one of the things that i wanted to show everybody today vince was this story i found where george soros claims that he is responsible for Zelensky being placed in the ukraine as president and that he now backs the puppet regime that he installed are you saying that or is that that's what the article says oh, okay but now- there is some uh, quotes here from George Soros in this article. For the people who don't know who George Soros is, can you give us a kind of a, a breakdown, an overview? George Soros is one of the uh, main people that are uh, in the global order there. He's a very rich man, owns a lot of our media corporations. Um, you, I'm sure that everybody out there has probably heard of George Soros. Okay, so the people that do know him, what do they think when they hear the word, when they hear his name, George Soros, and, and what you just said about him helping or him being responsible for getting uh, Zelensky um, in power? Well, I, I would imagine if anybody knows anything about George Soros, when they hear that he is backing the president of the Ukraine, it throws up a red flag immediately. Because we know this man has an agenda. He has an evil agenda. He wants to destroy the sovereignty of the United States. And he wants everybody to be in this world global system, this one world order. And he's very much about the one world order. And he's saying that it's not like this is just stuff that people are saying about what he's doing or saying. It's actually stuff he's saying. Yeah. he, he And this is donating a, a lot of money yeah. towards those efforts. So let's see. Yeah. Um, the uh, article is from truth11.com. says, George Soros acknowledged in an interview with CNN that he actively contributed to the overthrow of former Ukrainian president Viktor Yanukovych in 2014. He said, quote, I created a foundation in Ukraine before it became independent from Russia. The foundation has functioned since then and has played an important role in current events. Uh, the foundation put in Ukraine by the granddad of the New World Order globalist movement to allegedly assist in the country's transition to a democratic free market society actually became more like a parallel government. The foundation immediately began several projects in different parts of the country that did not really provide any benefit to the government or the people. Ultimately, the foundation helped usher in Zelensky. As Russian forces overrun Ukraine, 
Soros popped off a statement in support of the regime he created. He said, I have witnessed Ukraine transform from a collapsing part of the Soviet Union to a liberal democracy and an open society. It has faced countless acts of Russian aggression, but has persisted. Brave Ukrainians are now on the front line and risking their lives in an onslaught that reminds me of the siege of Budapest in 1944 and the siege of Sarovo in 1993. It is important that both the Transatlantic Alliance, which consists of the United States, Canada, the European Union, and the United Kingdom, but also other nations do whatever is in their power to support Ukraine in its time of existential threat. Putin's actions are a direct attack on sovereignty of all states that were once in the Soviet Union and beyond. Russia is in clear violation of the United Nations Charter and should be held accountable. Allowing Putin to succeed on his quest will send a message across the world that nations can simply be created or dissolved by brutal force. We must stand with Ukraine as they stand for us. Yeah, so Vince, I mean, the the bottom line here is that we know that Russia is going to be part of the new world order. We know that from Revelation 13. The bear, it has the feet of the bear. So at this point, it appears as though Russia is not playing ball with the one world government. And Soros is, like I said, the article calls him the grandpa of one world government there. He's like really pushing that the Ukraine must not fall to this because basically what they want is they want the Ukraine to uh, be armed. They want the Ukraine to be part of uh, the uh, one world government. They want them to be part of NATO. Those are the things that Putin doesn't want. He doesn't want NATO in his backyard. He doesn't want uh, missiles pointed that close to his borders uh, through the Ukraine. And one of the things that Russia claims, I know we're getting close to the break, but one of the things that Russia claims, instead of going into this big article, we'll just kind of let you know that there's been talk that some of the places that they've hit have been uh, bioweapon programs, bioweapon labs, and that uh, Russia now claims that evidence of these labs were destroyed by the Ukraine uh, when they they blew up their own labs is what Russia is now saying. We originally heard that Russia was hitting and striking these labs, but this article claims that uh, this Russian general says that they have evidence, <coughs> they have documentation that the Ukraine is hiding these biochemical labs, uh, that they produce plagues of anthrax, and that the U.S. Uh, government helps fund these laboratories. So this was one of the reasons that the Russians gave for going ahead and invading into the Ukraine was to get to the bottom of this and try to keep these labs from being there as well. So now there's evidence and there's several articles out there about it and people can go and look that up. We won't get into that because of time today, but you can check it out. So real quick, because of that, why do the elites want war? The elites are trying to cover something up, I believe, Vince. Or, like we said, it could be this could be population control. All right. Well, we will get into more of that on the other side of the break when we have more time. So don't go anywhere. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. 
It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME. It's 877-363-8463. I do want to take this time to say we have a handful of videos that you will want to see. And uh, in my opinion, you will want everyone in your family and friends list to see it as well. Um, Some unbelievable information shared by uh, retired colonels and some stuff from the Tucker Carlson show that was uh, aired recently. Uh, We think everybody needs to see these clips. So uh, before we get to them, we do want to get to the phones and take this time to say share this video. Um, Call your friends, uh, send them the link, whatever it takes. Share this video on Facebook, YouTube, anywhere that you're able to. That way they get this information. Do the elites want war? It sure looks like they do. And why is that? Well, the Bible has things to say about uh, what's going to unfold and how things are going to unfold. And some of that might have to happen uh, through war, it seems. And as much as we don't want it to happen, it looks like the elites might. And so we're looking at that as a possibility, uh, giving you the information, allowing you to make some conclusions. Um, But before we get to those videos, be be sure to share and we'll go to the phones now. John in Tennessee, welcome to End of the Age. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Uh, sir. How are you? It is... It is a weird kind of a thing, the way this war is running, isn't it? It is. Um, It appears that they are telling us all about how Ukraine is being invaded and all these things are going, and then these little stories come out the other side about, oh, well, they had this and they had that, and they're hiding it and they're trying to figure it out. It's more like people are saying, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're a war, we're having a war, but uh, don't pay attention to this and that. There are other reasons for it. I think, in my opinion, which I guess counts at least for me, <laughs> is uh, they're using war <clears throat> as as much of a training method to get people to generate the uh, patriotism and sense of duty thing, mm-hmm. which would mean that they have to pay attention and follow their country's leadership, whatever side they're on, and that they should get in the habit of being of doing what they're told. So 
So once they get told that they've got to be against this, then they're going to be against that. The more they do that, the easier it is to teach them, well, you got to be for this and for that and against that. Yeah. And with the fact that they're trying to eliminate borders in countries and make it all one world, they've got to get people trained to accept that when the time comes. May not be How crazy does matter. that sound to you, John? What? You ever think you'd say that? Actually, no. <laughs> but the more I see of what's going on in the world, the more I remember the first thing Jesus said in Matthew 24. See that you are not deceived. Yeah. Do your homework. Pay attention. Make yeah. sure they're not telling you a bunch of lies and you're falling for it. Absolutely. That's, so that's everything one reason, we look John, at, we've got to look at with a grain of salt. Yeah. That's one reason why we're doing a program war. like this today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything they look at, everything you, you see on the news, everything you hear, every reason that you got to check it out and check it against other things. Yeah. Because we're not being fed real uh, information anymore. The George Soroses of the world feed us what information they want us to have. Yeah. And if we want to get the truth, we're going to have to go divine it. Well, John, we always uh, appreciate hearing from you. Uh, we always uh, like your input and questions. Uh, appreciate you calling in today, giving your perspective on the situation. Very insightful things that you've shared today. All right, Doug, we have some clips that we don't want to miss um, we want to be sure to be able to play these because they're so impactful. Um, I mean, we are talking about a, a subject that I thought we'd never talk about. Do the elites want war? Does anybody want war? You know, it's like that's something you wouldn't think we would ever talk about, but there's so much weird stuff going on. Yeah. And then the weird stuff, if it occurs the way it looks like it's going to, starts looking a whole lot like what Bible prophecy says is coming. And so... I kind of have to talk about it because <laughs> we want people to know the truth. Yeah. Um, so how do you want to go from here? Uh, I want to look at this first uh, video from Fox News. This is retired Colonel Douglas McGregor that's given the information here. And pay close attention, folks, to what the reporter does here toward the end of uh, what Colonel Douglas McGregor says. He's, it's like he's wanting to make sure that the media side of this gets pushed at the end of this Video. So let's go to that video. The uh, first five days, uh, Russian forces, I think, frankly, were too gentle. Uh, they've now corrected that. So I would say another 10 days, this should be completely over. But the question is, uh, what is it that Zelensky is going to do? The Russians have made it very clear what they want is a neutral Ukraine. This could have ended days ago if he accepted that. And then they can adjust the borders. But the eastern part of Ukraine is firmly in Russian hands. But again, the Russians are not seizing territory. They're destroying Ukrainian forces. That's their focus. Colonel, it sounds like you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet. Uh, and he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. And uh, quite frankly, most of what comes out of Ukraine is debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours. The notions well, of taking and retaking airfields, all of this is nonsense. It hasn't happened. He's not a, a hero when he's standing up for himself and his own <laughs> people? You don't think he's a hero? 
No, I, I do not. I don't see anything heroic about the man. And I think the most heroic thing that he can do right now is to come to terms with reality. Neutralize Ukraine. <clears throat> this is not a bad thing. A neutral Ukraine would be good for us as well as for Russia. It would create the buffer that, frankly, both sides want. But he's, I think, being told to hang on and, and try to drag this out, which is tragic for the people that have to live through this. I'm inclined to disagree with you, Colonel, but, um, you know, we see how this works out. Colonel Douglas McGregor, tough guy. Thanks for being with us, sir. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. So, Vince, you can see that the news media guy, he was receiving information in his ear, I'm sure, as he was hearing this colonel say all this. But think about the perspective of the colonel there. He understands he's been in the situation. He's a colonel in the military, privy to very important top secret information uh, about militaries all around the world. And he understands that Zelensky is a puppet. It's funny because the article we read before that says Soros put him in place. Remember, Zelensky was a, uh, a comedian. He was a actor and a comedian before he was president. He has no political background at all. He, he was a comic actor, and he may still be acting. He may still be playing a part in a play that we're watching unfold that the elites have set the stage for. So just something to think about. But this, this commander, this colonel said that this conflict could be over within 10 days. But we're hearing from the other side of things, oh, this is going nuclear. We're getting ready to go nuclear. This is going to go to a nuclear war. We're pushing World War III. Uh, do you want to look at the next Tucker Carlson video we've got? And just, it's a short clip. And You said so much there, you're not going to let me respond. Oh, yeah, go for it. Let's go. No, it's I'm okay. I'm ready. It's okay. <laughs> I'll leave folks wondering. Okay. Well, let's see that Tucker Carlson, at least the, the first part that we've got there. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Yesterday morning, Joe Biden's secretary of state, a man called Tony Blinken, went on to the Sunday show over at CBS News to announce a new policy toward Russia. Going forward, Blinken explained, the Biden administration will use Poland as a cutout to send fighter jets to the government of Ukraine. Those jets will be used to fight the Russian military. Blinken announced this in a calm, even tone that suggested this was conventional procedure. Business as usual, nothing to worry about. Just another weekend at the State Department. But in fact, it's not typical. It's a very big step. It could turn out to be a pivot point in history. And for that reason, we want to show you the entire exchange. Here it is. If, for instance, the Polish government, a NATO member, wants to send fighter jets, does that get a green light from the U.S.? Or are you afraid that that will escalate tension? No, that, that, that gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if, in fact, they choose to provide these fighter jets to, to the Ukrainians. Uh, what could we do? How can we help to make sure that uh, they get something to backfill the planes that they're handing over to, to the Ukrainians? Are you afraid that will escalate tension, asks the script reader, because even a CBS News anchor knows that sending fighter jets to a war usually does that. No, replies Tony Blinken. That gets a green light. It's a remarkable exchange. What are we watching here, apart from a conversation between two incredibly shallow people who have limited contact with reality? What we're watching is the beginning of a war between the United States and Russia. So the number to call us <laughs> is 877 in time. 
877-363-8463. Give us a call about your questions or comments about what is happening. Now, there's a lot of confusion about World War III, the Battle of Armageddon, uh, the Ezekiel Wars, all these different things that people have questions about. We know that they're there. And it looks like the elites want war, Doug, and we're looking at that now going, man, does it really? Sorry, the video clip. Yeah, the video clip is interesting because the question was asked, are, are you not worried about this? Does it not escalate the situation there? He's talking about, he says that we're in talks with Poland and that Poland has agreed to send these warplanes in. He did a, say that. A NATO country, a country that... If they get pulled into this war, say they say, yes, we can let planes go in there and fight against Russia. Now does Russia turn toward Poland? And this is something the media has been pushing for a while now. The media has said things like, oh, Putin won't stop with the Ukraine. He'll go into Poland next. Okay, remember, uh, that's part of what caused World War II when the Germans invaded Poland. So, I mean, we can, we can look at that and realize that this is something that, they, that they're okay with. If, if Poland gets involved in that, now NATO's involved in that. If Russia attacks Poland, being a NATO country, they'll have to respond, right? So, it's very interesting to hear our State Department say that this is happening, but then we hear different things coming from Poland. Hmm. Yeah. According to the war zone, Poland, it says, despite Secretary Blinken's endorsement on Sunday morning, the Polish government is swiftly labeling any claims that Poland has or will provide its MiGs to Ukraine as fake news. Hmm. So they're saying what our uh, Secretary Blinken said is actually fake news. Interesting. They don't want Russia to be mad at them, is what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Polish Prime Minister's Twitter account has habitually replied to claims with a quote tweet from the Polish Armed Forces emphasizing Polish MiG-29s are not in Ukraine and stating explicitly, quote, Poland won't send its fighter jets to Ukraine as well as allow to use its airports. We significantly help in many other areas. Yeah, so they're okay with humanitarian aid. Yes. And they did let, remember, all the refugees were running into Poland. Yes. And so they were helping those refugees to get relocated and uh, to be taken care of. So they are providing humanitarian aid, but they're not going to provide military aid is what they're saying. We won't even let you use our airports as landing strips for this situation. We don't want our airports bombed. Right, exactly. And that's exactly what's going on. So we've got our State Department saying it's a done deal, we got Poland saying that's fake news. So we have elites saying it's a done deal, and I guess, I, I mean, I would assume Polish leaders would be elites too, but maybe that's something to look into. <laughs> uh, we will be taking your calls after the break. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME. That's 877-363-8463. We'll get into your calls and additional information afterwards. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. 
My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with Endtime to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-ENDTIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to Brian in Kansas. Brian, welcome to End of the Age. Uh, thank you very much for taking my call. Absolutely. My uh, my question is, is uh, you know, we, we're believing that uh, Ezekiel 38 is the Armageddon War, and uh, and with that and being the last war of, of basically, you know, humanity, um, does the fact that Russia is there uh, at the last war, do you speculate that means they're going to win the Sixth Trumpet War? I don't know, Brian. If I'd say that they that there's going to be a winner of that war, I just I don't know. Uh, when you talk about one third of mankind being killed and wiped off the face of the earth, I don't know if there's going to be a clear winner there. Um, there, you know, after a war like that and there's a nuclear exchange, uh, it may come down to the point that where they just all sign a treaty and say, "Look, we're we're going to have to move in this one world government uh, because if we don't, we're going to destroy everybody on the planet." So I don't really know. I, I know that Russia will survive it uh, because they're there. Uh, and we also believe that America will survive it because we believe that we are the eagle's wings in Revelation twelve fourteen. And so uh, we know that there's going to be nations that are going to be there. That's one of the questions we get a lot of times about China. Uh, where do we see China in the end days and so i just don't see china there there's nothing that's showing me that so china could be one of those countries that takes a significant loss there because of nuclear exchanges and and they could uh just be rendered useless or ineffective anymore uh to the point to where they're not a superpower but russia will definitely be part of that one world government we know that for sure well if i, if I could ask one more question uh why is Russia so concerned about NATO? Isn't all of that part of the one world government? Isn't Russia and NATO, aren't they all on the same side in the end times as a one world uh, government? Well, see, that's that's the interesting thing. And one of the things that, uh, you know, is interesting to talk about, it appears right now that Putin's not playing ball with the world government. And so hearing somebody like Lindsey Graham call for his assassination, uh, that's interesting because with Russia not doing that, maybe this is part of the 
the ploy there is to remove Putin and put someone else in place that will be more in line with who they need to be there to be part of that one world government. So we'll just we'll have to kind of watch this situation and see. But it's very interesting. We we have an article where Lindsey Graham called for this, and it's it's interesting because we have a video from that same Tucker Carlson. Uh, video where we go back to 2017, I believe, where he talks to the Ukraine leaders there and and says that their war is our war. And so it's interesting to hear Lindsey Graham talk about those things and now call for the assassination of Putin. It's We're watching things we've never experienced before. And so it, it'll just be interesting to see where this ends up. Very good questions, Brian. Thank you so much for calling into The Age. There are a few open lines. You can join us as well. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, you alluded to this video. I think it's probably a good idea to go to it and uh, show people what Lindsey Graham is actually saying right from his own mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see that. All right, let's do it. As far back as 2016, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, hysterical little Lindsey Graham, was jumping around, acting out his war fantasies in front of foreign soldiers in Ukraine. If we saw this tape at the time, we don't remember seeing it. Back in 2016, Ukraine seemed like a faraway place. We should have paid more attention. Here it is. Your fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of a Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. Your fight is our fight? That's a very strange thing for an American lawmaker to say to a foreign military. Why would the Ukrainian government's fight in 2016 possibly be our fight? On what grounds is it our fight? What does that even mean? We don't know. And yet now it is demonstrably true. Ukraine's fight is our fight. Ukraine's war is our war. It's here, but most Americans did not see that coming. Yet permanent Washington certainly did. Permanent Washington understood that the second Vladimir Putin's forces rolled across the border into Ukraine, we would inevitably be on a course toward war with Russia. They knew. So, see, Vince, you kind of had to ask yourself, have they tricked Putin into invading Ukraine? And this was their plan all along. It's it's interesting. Like I said, we don't know. It's this is not in Bible prophecy. So we don't see it to where we see clearly what's going on. But it, it is uh, it's it's almost like they are manipulating Vladimir Putin to pull the Russian forces in there and to get the world behind this. So that when we go to war with Russia, everybody will be united in it and we'll be back in it. Yeah, and late last week, Graham tweeted saying um, basically that he cites role models, the, the German officer who tried to kill Adolf Hitler in 1944, and he called for the assassination of uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, and so he, he tweets saying, is there a Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful uh, Colonel Staffenberg in the Russian military. The only way this ends is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. Mm. Uh, he said, such an assassin would be doing your country and the world a great service. So it's very interesting. And, and I do have to say that since he's made that tweet, 
that the Biden administration has made an official statement that they are not backing him up on this, that they had nothing to do with what Graham said. But it's interesting that he he made that statement in that video. We will make the push in Washington to to end this Russian aggression. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very interesting because that started back in 2016. All right. Let's get back to the phones. Uh, Mike in Wyoming, welcome to End of the Age. Well, thank you for taking my call, guys. Yes, sir. Glad to have you. Uh, the first thing is uh, the last caller kind of touched on it, I guess, or maybe even more than touched on it. But when we have this, uh, our understanding of the world government beast, that Russia is going to be the base of it or the feet of it, that somehow something's going to happen um, to where Putin is gone or, or uh, otherwise does everybody in Europe kowtow to, to uh, Putin? Uh, I, what that colonel had to say kind of bothered me along those lines. Uh, he sounds like maybe he has some uh, globalist tendencies. And actually, there was a lot of uh, purging in the military, especially during the Obama administration, where uh, generals who were very uh, non-globalist and, and were very, I call it patriotic and and uh, they were they were basically purged out. Uh, there was there was a lot of that that went on in the uh, military officer corps during the Obama administration. But just the conversation is that that something has to happen somewhere for this uh, world government, uh, European Union with Russia uh, cooperation to, to come to pass because it's not looking like it right now. But just wonder what you were thinking on the outcome of that. Well, as as far as this goes, if it did turn into the Sixth Trumpet War, I mean, we believe that the Sixth Trumpet War is going to be what ushers in the Antichrist and the one world government. So, like I was saying to the caller before, there will not be a clear winner here, I don't believe. But what I do believe is that through something as major as a nuclear war, when that happens and one third of mankind die, we believe that that will be the entrance ramp for that world government, for that world leader to come in and declare peace and say, I'm coming on a a peace platform here and to be able to push that agenda, even though that won't really be the agenda. It'll be about control and it'll be about really the the uh, iron teeth of that world government clamping down on anybody that gets in its way. Uh, Once all of those countries come together and form that world government to where it's solidified and they're believing that, you know, who can make war against the beast, like Revelation 13 says, if if this moved to that, that's what I believe could happen with it. Uh, Vince, you got any thoughts on it or you pretty much I'm with you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what we're believing, Mike, is that if it turned into that now, let us say that we're not saying this is a six trumpet war because I don't want to get everybody up in arms about that, thinking that's where we are. We're not there. Not at this point. But like we say, no, I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. But it does appear like they're trying to push that on the world right now. And it seems like America is the ones that's really pushing the agenda forward right now. To me, it, it appears that way. So what do you think is going to happen first as far as the world government beast? Is it going to be the, the geopolitical uh, unification or is the leader going to come up first and bring that geopolitical unification about? I, 
I don't really know. Well, all we know is that out of that ten, that ten kingdom that the little horn rises up out of, there's going to be some type of a union with the ten kings that's going to come first, and then that Antichrist is going to rise up out of it. So I would see this influential leader uh, getting with the one world government and and rising up in those ranks as well and being part of that. So in in my view, it looks like maybe the Antichrist could rise up first and then join the the union together. Uh, with the world government, but it could happen simultaneously. Okay, something to think about. And yes, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank, thank you, you, Mike. All right, let's go to yes, Ann in Florida. Ann, welcome to End of the Age. I was wondering about China. While I was calling you, you were talking to another man about China. But I had, is there any place in the Bible whatsoever could even possibly allude to China? I mean, it's placed such a big... Uh, Part in the world, what gives us like eighty uh, percent of our materialistic things, and also you also mentioned that it could be uh, one of the nations that had the two hundred uh, two hundred thousand thousand soldiers along with India, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to fit; it just doesn't compute. I'm trying to fit China into the Bible, and it's not working. <laughs> well, Help me and, out here. and you make a good point there uh, that they. We believe that they could be the military that uh, supplies that 200 million man army because they boasted that they could do that. And so if if their involvement is anywhere within the Bible, we believe it's that six trumpet war. Uh, But like I said, we don't see them in that one world beast. And since they are such a powerful nation at this point and we don't see them in that end time beast, it, it makes us wonder if maybe they're not destroyed or at least handicapped to the point to where they are no longer a super uh, nation anymore, where they're not one of the superpowers. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's just China plays such a predominant role in mm-hmm. the world right now to have it wiped out, so to speak. That's something else to think about. Well, praise the Lord, and thank you for taking my time uh, time to talk to me. God yes, bless. Ma'am. Thank God you, bless you. God bless you. All right, Doug, we are out of time, unfortunately. There's several other callers we weren't able to get to. Uh, we are so sorry about that. We'll be back Thursday um, or Friday for open line, so you are welcome to call in uh, at that time. Now, Doug, do the elite want war? It looks like it. What's some closing remarks? you got less than 20 seconds. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> Clear it up for us. Closing remarks. It, it does appear like we are watching them try to push for this. Will it happen now, Vince? I just don't know the answer to that, and I don't think any of us know the answer to that. We just need to be prayed up, and we just need to have faith in the Lord. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at one 800 end time That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.